Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everybody. Um, this is Ravenda with MZN Indie Radio. We were just having such a horrible 
time connecting. I don't understand what is going on with um, Blog Talk. It seems like the last few days I've been having trouble just trying to get logged in and try to connect through uh, the system with Skype. So I don't know. Um, but I'm in, and I'm waiting on my special guest, Sherry Johnson, to call back in. I saw that she was in, and I couldn't even click her in. So um, until she calls back in, we're just going to go ahead and play some music, and I'll try to get in touch with everyone else to uh, make sure that they're going to be able to get her back in. I don't understand why it's such a, an issue with that, but I, I was able to have someone help me out, so we're all good to go now. So let's... Um, just go ahead and enjoy some music while we wait for our guest, Ms. Sherry Johnson. Say, hey, baby. Can I talk for a minute?
Hello, everybody. This is Ravinda with MZ and Indie Radio. We had a lot of difficulties here, um, as I was saying earlier, and hopefully we can get our guest to call back in. I'm going to extend the time a little bit for her when she does. And um, unfortunately, Blog Talk gets a little crazy when I'm trying to log in, so um, it would not connect for some reason. So hopefully I can get her back in. But until then, we're going to just listen to some music and... Um, I'm reaching out to her now so that we can get her back in. So you guys enjoy the music, and um, feel free to call us in if you have any questions and want to say hi, give a shout-out. The number is uh, 347-237-5050.
independent artists and um, hopefully somebody gets signed before the year is out because we've been playing them a lot on the website and, and everywhere else. So everybody, you know, I'm going to make sure that you have links on the blog talk page so that you can find the artists that I'm playing on the radio. So And it will take you directly to my uh, Mingle Zone Network radio website. So that way you can be able to see more information about that artist, and then you can go check them out. I'm hoping that this is our special guest on the line. Is that you, Sherry? Hey, it is me. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I thought you forgot about me. I fell asleep on hold earlier. I'm so sorry. I did not forget about you. I'm sitting there looking at your number bouncing around, and I can't click on it for the the click you in. And that was after I already had about 10 minutes of trying to get logged in because it's not connecting through my system for some reason. I've been having that trouble for the last few days. I don't know what it is. It might be my computer. The Hmm? listeners were hitting me up on Twitter and Facebook like, where are you at? We're listening. Where are you at? I'm like, I'm asleep. I was sitting here listening to all the music. I went to sleep. I called my um. My manager was like, yo, I'm asleep. Nobody answered the phone. I sat there, but she was, and then she just hit me say, call back, call back. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry about that. Sometimes that happens. They have a lot of stuff going on. It's such a big um, network now, and when you try to get connected, it just it won't connect you. Like, it actually gave me a new number to call in so I could call, so I could actually get into my show. That was really crazy. But I'm glad that you made it back in. Yes, she I'm back. Was like, where's she at? Where's she at? <laughs> she was on hold. <laughs> <laughs> they sure change that music if you can't. You got to hold on for a while. Oh yeah, man. You need some some kind of hip hop, <laughs> something upbeat. I was over here knocked out. I was like, well, I wake up when she answers. <laughs> when nobody answers. Oh, so sorry. That that rarely ever happens, but um. I think they're doing some updating. A lot of times it's because they're updating and everything's not working right. But, I mean, I don't like it because it it messes up my show. And, you know, I don't like it at all. I don't like my guests to be waiting. So I'm so sorry you had to wait. But I'm glad that you made it back in. I am here and I'm awake. (laughs) Good, good. Got your coffee or your no-dos or whatever you need. (laughs) No. Nothing like that. I drink a soda and I go crazy. I don't even. I don't even drink or eat sugar. So. Oh, that's good. That's I'm good. like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, if you mess with it, you can run around the building, huh? Oh my God, I can't drink a cup of coffee. I won't sleep for three days. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it just sends me to the bathroom. It doesn't keep me awake at all. <laughs> so tell us what you've been doing, Miss Sherry. And, I, am, I mean, I'm just so happy that you're here. I, I was oh, a big fan you. of Bruce Brewster and Family Matters, and I'm like, 
what happened to her? Where is she at? So what you been up to? The past seven years I've been producing films. I've definitely been there. You might have to read my name on the movies instead of seeing my face. I have a film that's out right now. It's called I Do, I Did. It will be back on BET September 11th. It's also out on DVD. But I'm really here today to promote my new book. My first novel is out, and it's called Around the World Twice. It was written by me and my friend Kathy Scott. Wow. Is it based on a story about your life, or is this something else, nonfiction? It's it's a story about two best friends. One is a celebrity, and the other one is an average housewife with four children, and it talks about how their lives parallel. You know, everybody expects women of different social class to live. Ah, hello? Yeah, I'm here. I hope you guys can you hear me? I hear, I hear a lot of static, but I can't hear you. It, it wow. Wow women from two different social class and how people think that their life should be so different, but it shows how their life is very much the same. You know, all women go through certain things, and I have to admit, it is loosely based on, you know, events from our lives. It's a story of loyalty and friendship and and uplifting each other. That sounds very interesting. Now, is that out now? Yes, it is in stores. It's everywhere. Books are sold. If they don't have it on the shelf, ask them to order it, and they will. It's also available on Amazon.com. Wow. I'm so happy that you're doing so much. And, and, I mean, everybody should be writing a great story. It's so easy to get that done now. And for you to come up with that, and, and I mean, that's something that I believe will attract a lot of people, honestly. Oh, I- I think so, too, because it's a, it's a story that everyone can relate to. Everyone has a friend. Everyone's been in relationships. Everyone goes through love and triumph. It's not just a, a book for women. It's also a book for men. I think men can read it and learn a lot of stuff. You know, women, we're complex people. We think a lot like men, but we don't voice it. So we make men feel like they're they're some kind of aliens, and they're really not. And I think... If they got to read this book, it talks about a bunch of stuff that women don't necessarily speak outside of women every day. So men can get a whole different take on stuff and know that they're they're not by themselves. Well, I'm glad that you put that message out there because I, I think they believe they are by themselves. <laughs> and they're, they're not. Uh, you know, there's a communication barrier for some reason between men and women. We'll talk to our homegirls differently than we'll talk to our man. But we should be able to say the same things to him that we say to her. And for some reason, we can't. Well, the first thing people should do is try to see exactly where each other are when it comes to communication. Because a lot of times, the way you communicate to a person is not going to be identical to the way you communicate with other people. And people assume, because it's your boyfriend or your husband, you know, whatever, that you can communicate the way you would any other guy, and it's not like that. So that, I think, should be the number one thing to work on, understanding how to communicate with each other. And I think if there's a communication problem, maybe you're not the right ones for one another. I hate to say that. (laughs) But you should be able to talk to your man like you would your best friend or like that really good guy friend. If you can't, you might be with the wrong person. And I think right, the, because the, the book explores that. Yeah. If he's listening or if you're not listening to him, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. And and if it's like 
you're scared to talk. <laughs> right. I think men and women have, I know I have a problem where I shut down. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like you can talk to your blue in the face if I don't feel like dealing with the issue. And I know a lot of men are like that. They shut down and they don't hear each other. Hate. Wow. It's called love, life, and relationships. They say it's a thin line between love and hate, right? I, I think what would draw people to this book even more is knowing me or knowing what you think you know about me, getting to know, like, another personal side of me that you don't get to see on cameras. But I opened up, and I'm really honest. And, well, and I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, that you never yeah. expected. Right. You know, we, this is the one thing about watching our favorite TV personalities or, or film personalities and, and looking at them in an unrealistic way because we only see them on TV and being able to talk to them in person or meet them or, or read their material, getting their, their true feelings, it brings you a lot closer to that person as a human being and getting off of that whole Hollywood fantasy thing, you know, where, you know, they're perfect and they, they don't have any problems. But when you see and you read these things, then you know they just like everybody else. You know, that Hollywood thing is just a job. They still have a life. They have problems. They have issues just like everybody else. And they have feelings like everybody that. else. People really right. forget that. They, they see you on TV. I'm like, people treat me like I'm not supposed to have feelings. You know, I go to the bathroom. I eat. I love. I feel pain just like everybody else. And I think they, they forget that. When you're on TV, people grow up with you, you're supposed to be unhuman. And I think it brings a definite, like a definite human part. That is so Out true. There. Now, what kind of experiences have you had that, um, you know, that you dealt with, with fans in a, like, negative or positive way that made you feel like they didn't see you as a real person? Oh, my God, there's, like, too many to name. I can, I can tell you about this one time. I'm walking in the 99-cent store. And I got a telephone call, and I started crying. I'm, I'm like, walking in the store. So I started pacing back to the to my car. And this man comes up to me, and he goes, I don't know why you crying. You ain't got nothing to cry for. You don't even need to be in the 99-cent store. And I looked, up wow. and I, I looked up at him, and I said, my grandfather's dying of cancer. That's why I'm crying. And then Mm-mm-mm. he just kind of stood there and looked at me. Mm-mm-mm. But people are really insensitive, really insensitive. They are. Yeah, they are. They're they're mean, they're rude. They think that they can say anything they want to to you. And I'm from the hood. I'm just a, I'm just a chick with a good job. So I have to remind myself often, hey, don't get hood on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Just be nice. <laughs> Calm down, girl. You know, I was in the mall. About a week or two ago, and some man came up to me, and he was talking about I do, I did. But mind you, it takes me a minute. My name is Cherry. When you approach me and you say Maxine or Tiffany or Vivian, I don't know you're talking to me, okay? Because those are characters that I played, and when my paycheck stopped, like, coming and the job is over, I go back to being Cherry. So this man in the mall was walking behind me, and he kept saying, hey, Viv, hey, Viv. Hey, Viv. I know he was talking to me. There could have been a girl behind me named Viv. And then he goes, Maxine, <laughs> Maxine. And he said, Maxine Waters. Mind you, that's Maxine from Living Single. That wasn't me from Family Matters. Maxine Johnson was my name from Family Matters. But then I figured it out once he, Maxine, Maxine Waters. I turned around and I said, what? And he said, 
I don't know what your problem is, but you sure was mean to that girl in that movie, Vivian. What? And I looked at him and I said, you saw I do, I did. Thank you for watching. And he was like, yeah, you ain't have to go at her like that. And I won't tell too much just in case some of the listeners haven't seen the movie. But he was like, you didn't have to do what you did to her. Da, 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 da. And he just like went on and I turned around and I was like, sir, that was Vivian. I'm Cherry. And he looked at me and he just kept calling me Vivian. And I finally told him, look. I'm going to turn Vivian real quick if you don't get out my face. And, <laughs> and one of his friends that was with him was like, dude, leave her alone. <laughs> and I looked at right. him and said, thank you, and I kept walking. So people really are crazy. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of stories in addition to that about, um, like, uh, certain soap opera people have, you know, dealing with um, people that taking their character to heart. Um, I don't remember oh. I don't know if you remember uh, Tina from One Night to Live. Um whatever her, character name. Lucci goes through it all the time. But this young lady Tina was like a real bitch, if I could say so. She was her character. But people were dealing with her like she was really mean like that. I mean to me she you know, she was like a normal person, but people it was a guy that was like coming after her to kill her because he thought he was the actual person in the soap opera, and he talked to her. So he didn't like what she did in the soap opera. He wanted to really seriously kill her. He's actually probably still in prison right now. I think she goes with, you know, every time he got a probation thing coming up, she goes there to make sure he don't get out. Oh, because yeah. That, that happens all the time. I have a restraining order right now. Every five years I get a stalker. Every three years one threatens my life. And this has been going on since I was six years old. I have a stalker right now. I think it's my first woman. A female stalker? Yes. The first time I've ever had a woman stalk me. And not only is she a woman, but she's a grandmother. Oh, my God. She's not just stalking me. It started with her stalking Kathy, my co-writer. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy (laughs) answered her off. And now now she's stalking both of us. As of yet, she has not threatened my life. So it's a good thing. That's crazy. People yeah, are that's crazy. This is why I don't ever want to be a star, per se. I want to be behind the camera. Can't tell who it is that's doing all this extra fun work and everything. I mean, I I couldn't deal with anybody stalking me because I would get crazy. But you don't, like, you I don't get that choice. <laughs> you know, you don't get that choice though. Nobody tells you at six years old, hey, if you do this one TV show, your whole life is going to change. They don't really explain that, you know? No, they don't. I just think it's nuts. It is weird. But, you know, there goes back to those mentally unstable people who think TV is real. Right. And and if people would just, you know, if they have friends who are like that, you would think that they would say, dude, that's just the movie. They're acting. Somebody else wrote them to say that and do that. That's just for entertainment. That's not real. That person has a family and, and a husband and all this other stuff. They go to school. They, they're they just working. You know, that, that's not their their life. You know, so it's not really happening, dude. <laughs> they don't know that. Girl, I get approached every day about somebody asking me, where's your man at? And I look at him like, what? Waldo. Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo. Y'all still together? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> they don't 
Family Matters ended 10 years ago, you guys. <laughs> like, you're watching reruns. And then I have men who tell me, oh, you dated Waldo. I know you'll date me. Baby, I got paid to date Waldo. You can't pay me to date you. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> Still looking for Waldo. Waldo probably got, what, six, seven kids? Why? Nowhere thinking about me. <laughs> Actually, I, I talk to Sean Harris all the time. We've been friends since we were eight years old. We'll always be friends, but we're just friends. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, it's, I think it's like that for every, just about every celebrity because oh, yeah. it's just, um, it's just the personalities of the world is a, a, is a variety. There's a ton of, of crazy personalities, and then, of course, there's people who deal with reality, and it's just difficult sometimes, you know, for some people to grasp it. And you just got to know who's crazy and get away from them because, right. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, I had a boyfriend who, who had this phobia about bugs, and I'm like, we're, we're like, sitting down watching TV, and he sees a bug, and we're having a great conversation, and, like, it's like he looks past me on his arm of the chair or whatever, and he grabs something, and he goes, to, and I don't know he's looking at a bug. I just know he's looking in my direction. So I just know he grabbed the paper, and I thought he was about to hit me with it. <laughs> but he was hitting the, the bug. But I didn't know that. I'm like, we're just having a good conversation. We're laughing over the movie. All of a sudden, the crazy book goes on his eyes, and he's, like, grabbing his paper. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> He's sitting there looking like, oh, my God, is he about to hit me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I'm about to fight this man right here on this couch. You gonna hit me with some newspaper? <laughs> I mean, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you just never ever know. Trust so me, now, <laughs> well, I've heard a lot of stories about like a lot of people from my favorite TV shows, and like I never really just believe everything that I hear anyway because I'm not into the tabloids. And if I see that person on something saying there's story, like if they're on Oprah or, I don't know, any other real talk show, then I can listen to them or they tell me personally. But when I when I see it, you know, I normally believe it. But I I know we had one of your um, your your co-stars, Darius, on Blog Talk on somebody else's show, and he was talking about how his life is these days with his ex-girlfriend. So <laughs> do you ever have crazy personal issues like that going on with you and if you do how do you keep the tabloids from finding out about it well i've never dated superhead so (laughs) you know (laughs) i never had that kind of issue but i think you can pick a couple different choices when it comes to your career path you can try to be rich or you can try to be famous and fame is a really addicting drug i've never wanted to be famous, and I'm not addicted to anything. So I think that helps. And what people don't realize is there's a publicist that is paid to keep you in tablets, to to make sure that your picture is taken. When you go out to dinner and you're photographed, you know, at dinner with your friends, most of the time somebody called the paparazzi to tell them where you were. There are certain restaurants. Notice how everybody is always seen coming out of this one club or these restaurants off of Robertson Boulevard. You're not going to catch Cherry coming out of anywhere on Robertson Boulevard because I'm not going to go on Robertson Boulevard because I don't want the cameras in my face. 
I don't go to those clubs. I don't go to those restaurants. Now, I have to admit, TMZ has gotten me a couple times, but it wasn't me that they were there for. They were there for other people, and I just happened to be there, too, because their publicist tipped them off. People pay a publicist $5,000 a month to be famous. I don't do that. I love my job. I love what I do. I'm not really interested in being famous. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I think it's I'm being underpaid. Probably. <laughs> I'm underpaid. Nothing, nothing is real. Even my Wikipedia page is wrong. My Wikipedia page says that the lady that was on um, Punky Brewster, God rest her soul, I love her to death, but it says that she's my natural grandmother, which is not true. It also says that I'm the great niece of Marla Gibbs. Don't know where they got that from. That's not true. I'm glad you're clearing this up. (laughs) Yeah, World Star Hip Hop a couple months ago had on there that I did porn. Well, I might have done porn, but it hasn't been distributed. Nobody's seen it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not true. It's like your your own personal bedroom porn, and that's it. (laughs) Without the camera. I understand I, that. I mean, I, I I know that they do that, and and that they um a, a lot of people are, are getting people to purposely put bad stuff out there because like nobody's trying to hire them, and they're not causing a controversy. Because right now, it seems like all Hollywood wants is somebody with a controversy so they can slap them on a reality show or something like that, and that's just crazy. I would not want my my personal life or my my career it over some lies just to be more famous now because nobody's watching my show now. It's been like that since day one, you know, since Hollywood started. Think about it. Ms. Lena Horne was a model citizen, has done so much with her career, but everybody loved Marilyn Monroe, who was a hoe and a drug addict. Uh-huh. Since day yes, one, you know, her legacy lives on still, and everybody's in love with Marilyn Monroe. Ms. Lena Horne's gone. You don't really hear them talking about her in the same way. They certainly don't. I mean, I haven't heard not not a word about her anymore since she passed right. away. So, and it, it like, also depends, like if you're black or if you're white. There's things that white stars can get away with that black ones definitely can't. You know, look at Todd Bridges. He's been blackballed. Everybody loves Lindsay Lohan. I know, and I don't get that at all. I just don't get it. I'm like. If it was first of all, if it was me, she was chasing in the car, and she made it to my house. I'd be the one in jail because I beat the the I beat the Disney out of Liz, Lindsay right there on the driveway, you know, right there. And she and was and, and, and down like the, street the other day, she, was you right, she supposedly clipped a, a baby in a stroller that was crossing the street. Oh no, I don't know. See, man, that would have been the end of Lindsay. I just had to go to jail because. Uh, you're not going to put my baby in, in harm's way. And I can't, I don't understand why they haven't just locked her up, period. Ten whole you know, days in jail. Ten whole days ten in jail. Ten whole but, days. But little but Kim here, and she didn't do right, nothing. Because she wouldn't tell somebody something. Now, you know, T.I. might be going back to jail because. I don't got no words for him. Got something stupid going on. But um, I'm like, they'll try to put him under the jail. But it's the same principle. He's continuously doing stuff and paying everything off. She's doing the same thing. What she's doing is a crime as well. I don't care if it's a serious crime or, uh, okay, so she didn't kill somebody or she didn't have a gun. But she tried to kill somebody. She used 
her car as a weapon. She's using drugs to a point where she's a danger to society. Why isn't she going through the same thing? You know, Little Kim crazy. ain't kill nobody. Little Kim ain't kill nobody. Not a mere break. And, uh, I mean, I, I think they just are biased about who they want to, you know, punish. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's crazy because the minute – I don't care how much money you have, as soon as you do something wrong, you get locked up. They try to lock up Wesley Snipes for $15 million back taxes. He came to court with a check. Or he not – I know, I think he had a cash on him. They wouldn't accept it. But if oh, it was somebody else, they would have took that money and said, okay, bye. So he had to fight it because, you know, he doesn't believe he even owes, owes it. He just came there to say, all right, well, I'll work out whether I owe it to you or not, but here's the money so you can leave me alone. Right. That but anybody else, right, Harrison Ford couldn't do that. Harrison Ford wouldn't even have. He would get such a little tap on the shoulder. <laughs> Look, um, Harry, you owe us $15 million. Well, actually, he would owe more because he's worth what? Hmm. A hundred million dollars or something like that. So Texas for him would be like more like two hundred and eighty million dollars. Oh, Harry, you owe us this. Um, but you know, just send us a check when you get around to it. Right. He would have never had to go to court. Right. Mm-hmm. And they waited out because they think he's going to die anyway because he's old. Aww. <laughs> Aww. He's not that old. I still love him. He's like he's not old to me because he just got married. But um, it's the fact that you know they'll just not bother him as much as they would bother anybody else. And it's just crazy. But anyway, in regards to your um, your your movie that was out, because I, I, you said that's coming out. With, you don't want to give out the the um, the idea of it so much, but give us just a little bit of something to bring our interest in. Okay, well, it's been out for a while, and it has played repeatedly on BET, so a lot of people have seen it. I can tell you it is also loosely based off of true events that happened in my life. I was with a man for seven years, and in the middle of our relationship, he had a baby with a groupie. But he forgot to tell me that this girl was pregnant. I had a dream when she was about six months pregnant and went to him and asked him the question, and my dream happened to be true, women's intuition, right? I was stuck Uh on location with this man for three more months shooting a film out of town. And part of my, like, healing process and therapy was to go write this movie. So I wrote I Do, I Did, loosely based on a true experience out of my life. And what do you know? I got the money. I made it. It's on DVD. And now it's on BET. And I think that's wonderful. And you know what? BET, to me, is like a big supporter of uh, African-American films. And if if we want to ever look at anything... That's the general place to go because I don't think there's any other channel that we have that will show our films like that. I mean, like, we have a lot of movies that always go straight to DVD, but you can still see them on on your network channels on BET, but nobody else is supporting us like that, which is really crazy. BET and the Centric channel have been huge supporters of I Do, I Did from day one. I'm also available on demand now, which is awesome. Right, that is good because demand is like the next best thing to slice bread because especially when I can't catch it when it's on, 
and I can go there and look at it on demand. I'm I'm so like the on demand button pushing person. You know, <laughs> even when it comes to music videos, you know, I, I'm not gonna oh, sit yeah. there all day watching the darn BET and, and MTV for a music video like my favorite one. When Beyonce has a new video out, you know, I'm I'm like one of the first people in the house to go find it. But, you know, I don't have all day to wait for it because they got like 10 million other artists that they're playing. And right. then I could just put her a name in and she pops right up, you know. Right. And I love that. And I love that feature. And I'm glad they put it there. And it allows us, like, if we were just to have a list of all the, the black movies out there and then we can we know the titles to put in and see who was playing, I bet you most of them are just going to show up on BET. Oh, yeah. You won't. You won't won't see much of anything else. I think that's something that needs to change, too. We need to have more diversity in the network, you know, not just a Tyler Perry movie or TV show, but we should have, you know, something well, else. That comes when more black people try to take um, an executive position or a producer position. Hopefully I will help change that in the upcoming years. Antoine Tanner, who's also in I Do I Did With Me, he just wrote this wonderful TV show, and I'll be producing it, so that should be coming up soon. It's called Epidemic. But we, we need more black writers, more black producers, more black directors, and when we take a stance and we start controlling our own programming, we'll control our own destiny. Now, do you feel that um, a, a, a person who, say, maybe a, a, a year or a few months out of um, school, for writing and producing and directing has an opportunity to be able to get hired for something like that? Or would they be just looking for people who have proven experience and background? You know, including me, we want somebody who has some on-set experience. There could be a kid straight out of film school who hands me their resume. And then another kid could come in and interview for me, and I'm talking as a producer hiring, mm-hmm. um, who's been a PA, which is a production assistant on the set for the past five years. I'm going to handle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire the PA because nine out of ten, the film student was taught, and they're taught by a teacher who was taught by a teacher, but they weren't taught by doers. So mm-hmm. you put the film student in the place and give them the, the job, they'll have no clue how to handle it. You put the PA who's been on the set for the f- past five years and who's seen, you know, the ups and downs, the mistakes, and what he did that was right, he's going to be able to handle it. There's no experience like work experience. That's so true. That is very true because that works in the corporate world as well. Now, I mean, they always mention when when you're trying to, you know, look for a job that they want somebody with a bachelor's degree, but they also add on there or life experience or, or work experience equivalent to that, what you would learn from that degree, which is good because for some people who weren't able to go to college, but they were working all those different jobs and they earned that experience that would be equivalent to that education, they would be actually um, the better person to do that because they got the on-the-job experience. Right. So that's, that's, it works like that everywhere now. Now, when you were on the set for all those um, shows that you were on, were you um, being instructed by people or learning on your own, you know, how to do certain things as a, as a producer and a director? I, was, I haven't directed yet, but I'm thinking about it. I was a nosy kid. And my uncle was, is a, well, he is a producer. I wanted to know what everyone's job was. And so I used to offer to help from 
punky rooster on. So by the time I was like seven or eight, I was helping the lighting guy set up the lights. I was working the cameras. I thought it was really important for me to learn everyone's job around me. By the time it was time for me to produce, I did come in under somebody named Lisa Diane Washington, who has been my producing mentor, and she was open. She showed me everything that she knew. And I set up under her for a year before I went out and did it on my own. Wow. That's cool. I'm still learning. You never know everything. You know, I learn every day, and I always try to hire people who have done more than I have, you know, whatever their position is, so that I can learn from them. And until this day, I still take out the trash on my set. I will still, you know, show my appreciation. I have no problem. When catering comes in, I serve my crew their their dinner or their lunch before I eat my own just to tell them, hey, I love you and I'm no more important than you are. Aww. I think you've got to value the people that are around you, you know, and soak up all the knowledge that you can. Nothing lasts forever, but when it's over, you want to be able to take something with you. And you know what? I wish you put that in a T-shirt or... Some, something else that, that can go out virally in the world because I, I work with people who do not appreciate the things that I do for them, and I, I know people who do a lot of work for other people that don't get appreciated, and those people that you do the work for excel because of what you do, but it's like they don't notice that it's because of what you are doing that helps them, and that, that's, oh. that's crazy right there because you got to appreciate everybody, not, I mean, from the, the one that's with you all the time to the people that are writing the emails for you and, and, you know, all those little small things you think are just small things. They're, they're still working on you. There are 180 people that make a movie happen, and every person's wow. jobs. You know, they say the PAs are the, are the peons. The PAs are the ones that keep my set going. They're the reason why you have toilet paper a lot of the time. They're the reason why you're eating on time. They're the reason why you're getting that latte that you think that you need to keep your day going. So (laughs) when I work, my PAs are just as important as the so-called stars. Everyone is treated the same. I think that's really important. And you know what I think is important is that when we deal with so-called stars in person, that we treat them like people. Like, I'm not going to come up to you if I don't know you already and while you're eating and you're having a, like, say you're having an argument with somebody. I'm not going to come over there and say, oh, Ms. Johnson, can I have your autograph? I'm not going to snap out. <laughs> People bothering you. And, you're, and like, you would look at me like, if you get the hell out of my face, <laughs> you know, TMC and paparazzi's all in your face saying, oh, she was mean to a fan, you know. And, and it's like, you cannot approach anybody, whether it's a, a celebrity or anybody else, when they're having a bad moment, and you need to give people their space. Nobody you need to talk to the world because the world is crazy. They don't understand that. You're, you're not allowed to have a bad moment. And if you're going to have a bad moment, then you're not allowed to leave the house. You know, everybody talks about rest his soul, I love him to death, he played my big brother, Gary Coleman slapping that woman. And probably Uh 10 years ago, I wouldn't have slapped a woman because I'd be like, you know, that's wrong. You just don't do that. You have to go out and pretend. But then it gets to a point in your career and your life where you're like, I'm acting even when I'm not on the set just so that I can deal with people on a day-to-day basis. And after a while, it drives you crazy. It makes you not even want to leave the house. I'm to the point now where 
I'll slap her too. Let her oh, come you know, if I, was, if I was with Gary at the time, I would have been, move back, Gary. Move back. Hold on, let me take care of this. Let me slap this hell myself. Oh, girl, girl, you won't get in trouble. Let me slap her because what she said was out of hand. What she did was out of hand. She's just trying to provoke you to get famous and get paid. And that's a lot of times what happens when people are out there and they're harassing people that are known to have a little, you know, temper tantrum every once in a while, and they try to get paid because they, they know that they – I'm going to sue you. Like somebody tried to sue Gene Simmons because they were all over him and his family trying to take pictures and stuff. Like they, he kept saying, excuse me, can we get past? Can we do this? Can we do that? And they're minding their own business, and this guy is, like, all over them. And, like, Gene had to take matters in his own hands. He's, like, six-something, you know, huge. And I this guy is, like, <laughs> and, and this guy is, like, just pissing them off. Like it would have been either Gene or his girlfriend that would have just knocked that dude out because she's she's tall too and she's kind of like you know street. <laughs> and you know I, I don't blame when I hear these stories. I'm not looking at the celebrity person as a bad guy. I'm looking at the cameraman or the person who is harassing them because I know they're not out there trying to do stuff to get attention. They're being bothered by the, the everyday person who just can't give them their space. And who who forget that that goes back to you know forgetting that people are human, and I talk about that in my book Around the World Twice, like not to be funny or have a shameless plug, but it, it talks <laughs> about you know me going through having a really bad day, and people throwing stuff up in your face and trying to take pictures of you when you're not really ready to take pictures, you you don't want to deal with that. So it, it talks about the inside feelings of that, and the way my my true friends that are with me handle it. Because it's the last thing I think when I get in the car to go somewhere. You know, you don't think, oh, God, I've been on TV my whole life. You know, I'm just going to the store to get milk. How should I handle this? No, you just get in the car and go to the store and get milk. <laughs> I know. Put on, like, a ton of makeup and do your hair, wear your best clothes just to go to, to the corner store. And Please. <laughs> not me. They, you know, they got you without your makeup, and they got you, so, oh, she's looking like a bum. Look at her without makeup, you know. I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense to me why they do that kind of stuff. They crack me up sometimes. And, like, when they got Kirstie Alley in the car in the drive-thru at McDonald's, and they, they was just videotaping her chowing down their Big Mac. And I'm like, man, you can't even eat your, you can't get your grub on without somebody calling you a pig or something or talk about how fat you are. I mean, like, so what? She gained weight. I mean, didn't their mother gain weight? Didn't their aunt gain weight, you know? But why is it so special for her? Because she gained weight. You know, because what is she doing for you as a human being to bother your life because she gained weight, you know? I can tell you exactly what it is. A publicist at one time, Christy was playing a publicist to keep her in the public eye. That $5,000 a month and that $300 that the cameraman is going to get for turning in that picture is why they do it. It's all a business. Mm-hmm. It's called show business, not show friends. And Hollywood and show business is all about a dollar figure. If there was no money mm-hmm. behind anything, you wouldn't care about nothing and nobody. Mm-hmm. When when people stop picking up those tabloid magazines or they stop listening and watching extra on TV about the scandal that went on, it'll stop. Mm-hmm. But as long as they can pay, you know, millions of dollars to get the first picture of somebody's child, they're going to try to run people over. They're going to stock their houses. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Paparazzi's well, rich. 
They are rich. And um, another, well, the tabloids are rich, too. I mean, they, even though they get sued a lot, they're still making millions every day. And it's like the, the thing is people do need to stop patronizing them because if you want somebody in your life like that, I mean, if you had somebody in your life like that, you would not like that. Like if the tables were turned and let's say paparazzi was going after everyday people and putting their lives all in it, you know, like like they were on cheaters. <laughs> right. Right. You know, when people are on cheaters, they don't like that. You they might like it on Jerry Springer because they're you know, they're getting paid to act like a fool. But and and on cheaters a lot of times those are real episodes and, and you you don't want your butt on national TV, naked when you when somebody just walks through the room and and with cameras and they got your crack on national TV and you getting beat down by your girlfriend That's on national TV because That's they do a lot of stuff on there. But like and look how popular that show is for everyday people. Oh yeah. So imagine that happens to us. They, they wouldn't they watch a show that was called. They wouldn't watch a show that was called All Love and Staying Together. There's got to be some kind of controversy, which tells you about people in their lives. That's why soap operas have been huge forever. People like drama. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I took part in making soap operas famous because <laughs> I watch General Hospital all the time when Laura and Luke were together and when. And I hated Bobby Spencer. I didn't hate the actress, but I hated the character. And I hated her so much that I would would rewrite the episode to somebody kicking her ass. (laughs) Like I would rewrite if Laura caught her with 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 um who was that who was that that she was um wait a minute if somebody caught her her boyfriend with another girl or something like that. I would write in what would really happen, the true story. Like, you're not going to cry and leave and run away and go tell your mom, oh, he's eating on me and, you know, and all that. No, you're going to go bust through that door. You're going to grab her by the back of her head, and you're going to beat her behind right there in the bedroom. Then you're going to punch him in the face because and, and, that's how you, you do it in real life. I don't care how you know, <laughs> if you're rich or if you're from Catholic school, wherever you're from, if something like that happened, that's the first thing you want to do. You're not going to go running off crying and stuff, because that means the story's going to go drag on for like a month. You know, you're going to end that right there, right now. You know what I'm saying? So I would rewrite stuff like that. It's a real deal. I know you must be happy that Brenda's back. Yes, I am. (laughs) Ever since the cave, ever since the cave. Ever since the cave, oh my yes. God, <laughs> we'll record every show. Ever since that came out, there's nobody better than Sunny and Brenda. I couldn't stand that chick. Carly. That had, I, I, she just reminded me of somebody I knew from like West Catholic, you know, that I would just want to beat up because she just, just had an attitude. You know, that attitude is like she can say anything she wants to say out of her mouth and you won't slap her for it, you know. Or, I, or she I just, just never saw him liking Carly. Like, come on, Sonny, how do you go from Brenda to anybody? Much you go exactly Brenda to this, <laughs> and I'm like, ew. And then you want to give her babies, and I'm like, 
ew. Right. And then you don't think one of them looks like Seth Green yeah. and one uh, I don't know what. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I stopped watching it because it, well, not because of that, but because they were making Jason turn into some kind of nutcase, and I just couldn't deal with it anymore. So I, I just moved on. Jason's there. Lucky, lucky left. Look, I'm a G&H fan, too. It's my mama's fault because my mama always watched it, and I fell in love with Brenda and Sonny because I was going to grow up and marry a man from the mob, too. You know? <laughs> no, I just wanted to marry um, the actual character played, I mean, the man who played Sonny, so I found out he was already married, but then I found out he's bipolar. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow. well, the thing I did meet him because he kind of wow. crazy. Yeah, no, no I just like the character. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the character. It had nothing to do with the true man himself. <laughs> See, I've seen him, and I've seen him in talk shows and how he presents himself, and I've seen him do other acting, which is like amazing to me because he played Ricky Ricardo in in a TV show, and and he was funny and he was loose and com- comedic and and comfortable, and like he wasn't like stone like he is is um, funny, you know, he's like straight up mafia is funny kill you where you stand but when he was playing ricky ricardo he played ricky ricardo he was just so fun loving and i've seen him in other stuff so just knowing he's so versatile just i wouldn't be thinking that he's like that all the time you know what i'm saying but he was and he's so fine so fine (laughs) but i mean you know growing up in the soap opera like weren't you on the soap opera as well yes i was on days of our lives and i hope maybe one day i'll go back did you like that? I loved it. I, it was fun. It was they shot a different show every day, so you never knew what you were coming into. It was always something different. Now, how was the schedule? Because I keep hearing so many different things about the schedule for taping a soap opera as opposed to like a movie and and um, you know a TV show. It is very different. You know, when I was there, I had a small role, so I was kind of in and out. You go in for a couple hours and you're gone. Like, daytime soap operas, they shoot a show a day, where when you do a sitcom, you shoot one episode a week. So there's a lot more rehearsing and a lot more stuff that goes into an actual episode than on So now... When you're on the soap opera and all of a sudden they're, like, writing you off, do they actually tell you that you're not coming back? Sometimes no, sometimes yes. I knew that I was leaving because I was leaving to go do family matters. But I don't know. You know, I could just imagine you get that script one day and you're dying. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> That's awful. I was supposed to know that. I, I didn't. I, I didn't gonna... have that experience, so I don't know. But oh lord, I could just I'm imagine. Find out. I'm, I'm a reporter, but I'm not like I don't make up stuff and I don't um, ask really serious, you know, personal questions. But I'm going to be getting some um, soap opera people on my show very soon. Um, one from General Hospital. Uh, he's on another story now. Sean Kayan used to play um, AJ on General Hospital. And, I, and like, I know that he's been on and off, and I want to talk to him about it because he's made it a career. Like, he's done regular movies, like, well, lifetime movies. <laughs> and and I think I saw him in the B movie somewhere. But I want to know, like, you know, when you're on for so long and all of a sudden, like, they just get rid of your character, you know, brings, and then next thing you know, because you've been on so long, the people start complaining because, like, 
I think the real, the first Carly left, and then had this other girl. She's better looking, and, you know, I liked her a little bit better. I still didn't like the character, but for some reason, they brought that other girl, Miss Brown, back and to play Carly. I don't know. Maybe she did, she had the edge and nobody else did. But I'm like, how is it when they get rid of you, then they bring you back? Like a, like they're fishing. You know, they throw you out there, bring you back, throw you out there, bring you back. Like, how could how does that affect your career? I don't know. Maybe I need to call Days of Our Lives and tell them I want to come back for a little while. Be like, in January sometime, can you guys – look, not now because i got stuff to do. i got a book tour to go on. But <laughs> in January, how about you bring me back for a little while and let's see how that goes. No, I don't know. I really don't know. But a lot of TV shows get canceled and people don't know what's coming. You know, one day oh, yeah. they have a job and then the next day they're done. Girl, they just canceled Cold Case. And I'm so mad because Cold Cold Case is filmed in Philadelphia, and you know I was standing in line to be an extra. And I'm like, oh, it's right here in Philly. And and they just canceled it. And I'm like, I guess they just couldn't deal with um, my guy getting so, you know, they have an issue with weight on on TV. And, like, he's just looking so bummy. (laughs) Oh yeah. They I mean, like he just don't even—he's just looking terrible. And they do have a, a, an issue. And over a period of time, people start complaining. And next thing you know, the ratings start going down, and then nobody wants to watch the show anymore. So now they gotta go find something else. Okay, wait. Now you just said Philly. So you're in Philly. You know I'm from Pittsburgh, right? Yes, I know you're from Pittsburgh, Miss Duquesne. Hey, <laughs> it's a straight PA conversation. I was like, hold up, Philly. Okay. How I'm you from doing? the West Side. <laughs> like the conversation then changed. What's up, homegirl? How you doing? Yes, child. I'm from Philly, bone and raised. That's my place to be. Now, guess what? I'm moving to Atlanta. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back to my family is out here, but I'm I'm going to Atlanta because Philadelphia and New Jersey are out of their mind when it comes to property taxes and housing costs. And even though the housing have gone down everywhere else, for some reason it stayed the same right here. And it's like I'm, I'm trying to buy a home, but I'm not paying $300,000 for a home I can get for two or hundred or $150,000 in Atlanta that okay. gives me even more land, and I pay like 50% less in taxes. It would seem, I mean, I don't want to have a house and have to keep buying another house and another house and another house. I want to stay in the house until I retire and go move to New Zealand or Canada someplace or whatever. You know, and and I don't want to be giving the city all this money for no reason. Get it from somewhere else. I know we have deficits in the United States, but um, go into the politicians' pockets for a change and stop letting them take these luxurious vacations somewhere with the entire family and then calling it a business trip. You know, those are the things that I want them to look at next time they're talking about a deficit and, and we don't have any money for this, that, and the other. Let's cut this program and that program and increase the taxes on the, on the United States citizens. You know, those are the things that bother me. So I'm not going to give them anything. Can you ask them to look sure. at California, too, when they do that? Because, you know, they they taxing us over here, too. <laughs> oh, California they is no joke when it comes to house. Over there. They think y'all celebrities. See, they just like those crazy people. They seem to think right. that y'all celebrities got it going on. <laughs> but they had for Atlanta, watch. Tyler Perry didn't turn Atlanta in, in a uh, pilot, Perry, uh, Tyler Perry land or bill 
because they are, everybody's they going to leave Atlanta God. okay, though, because it's black. You know, it's black Hollywood. For now, when the white people not, start moving into Atlanta and, and they start building their studios there, that's when they'll hit Atlanta. Right now it's okay because they know where y'all at. Everybody going to the same place and they all black. And I know they try, they're try. probably having a fit about Canada because I know a lot of movies and TV shows are, are filmed in um, Vancouver, and, yes. and they don't, they can't get access to those those monies the way they want to. But they probably put a tax on whatever you know production you do. If you want to, if you want to show on our cable network, you got to pay more money. <laughs> Actually, they're not really doing that yet. But the cost is very cheap in Canada. They're taking and it's a lot cheap of in South Africa too. Yeah. Did you know that they are making movies in South Africa? Yes, I didn't know. But you, you, yeah, I can't. I'm not going to Africa. <laughs> you never know seen to do a movie? I don't know. I might go to Africa to do a movie. I don't think that I would, as a producer, take my production to Africa to do a movie. Two completely different things: taking my production and just being an actor. I would go well, as an actor. And I would, I would never go as anything because I don't want to catch a machete. I don't want, and I don't think they care that you're from America and that you're famous or whatever. They might kidnap you. But it's you know, not all like it, that. You know, like America have this whole. <laughs> yeah, but you know, America has this whole like stigma on Africa. Parts of Africa look like New York City. It's gorgeous oh, with boutiques and Chanel and Louis Vuitton and. They got a production company that has videos on YouTube, and I've watched some of their movies and and they're. It's kind of funny, but I'm like, you have to tell me exactly. Like, if I was coming to New York and I've never been to New York before, you have to tell me where to go where I can be safe. You can't just tell me to come to New York and, and tell me to drive and I end up in Queens or the bad side of Brooklyn or some other part that where I'm in the middle of a, a gunfight. You know, you can't just tell me, just, oh, just go, it's all right. As I go to Africa, you have to say, well, just go to West Africa. Um, just these, I'm going to give you a list of these towns that you can be in safely and you don't have nothing to worry about. That's what you got to tell me. Anytime you're in foreign territory, you do have to be careful. But I guess, you know, that's, that's the East Coast girl in me. Girl, I get on a train and go to Jamaica, Queens in a minute and hang out. I go to the Bronx. I go to Brooklyn. You just got to you know careful. people there. Do you know people there? I didn't know, you know a lot in of Jamaica. I, I shot a film in Jamaica, Queens last year with me, Antoine Tanner, Clifton Powell. And no, I didn't uh-huh. know people there, but I had to find locations. And I went and found them by myself. People were very friendly and very helpful. And, yes, I mean, I was knocking on people's girl. doors. I you have a brave. job to do. <laughs> it's not about being brave. It's, it's about being streetwise and being careful, you know. And I was careful. Girl. I got lost coming across that Verrazano Bridge, and I was supposed to make a right because I was going to Long Island, but I made a left and ended up on my way in Queens. And I kept hearing all these stories. That's the problem, just hearing about things. I want, I would love to go there because I have relatives that live there, but they moved out. So if they didn't move out and didn't say why, you know, then I would feel like, oh, it's okay. My my cousins are living there, but they they are so secretive about it. It's like, okay, so what's wrong with it? Why? Should I be afraid if you're not going to tell me what the heck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Bad things happen everywhere. So 
sometimes right. they're publicized more than others. I live in Malibu, okay, and they don't publicize everything that happens out here. There was just a home invasion robbery where they tied up a whole family and stole stuff in their house. Oh, yeah. The police came, but they don't publicize it because they don't want their property value out here to fall. Oh, I know, because everybody's going to vote. No, they over there doing um. You know, home invasions. We ain't coming over there to this. I'm not paying a million dollars to get my home invaded. Right. You know, that's, so that's what people will That's what happens everywhere. It's like a false sense of security. You know, just because you live in the suburbs, you think you're in a good neighborhood, but bad things happen here just like they happen in the hood. Oh, yeah. Well, they just happen in the hood. And then if you know some of the people that normally do some of those things, then they'll, they'll know not to bother you. <laughs> oh, I know you. You all right. Go ahead. Hurry up and get past so I can shoot this other guy. Right, you got to make friends real quick, real quick. I think I got a hood pass too, because it's like uh, all the little gangsters. Yeah, I got a hood pass. A lot of little gangsters, you know, they had crushes on me and stuff when they was little, so they'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's a little chick from Punky Brewster." Hey, boo, you need to go in the house right now, cause we about to set it off out here. I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> bye." <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to my my. Uh, my folks in the chat room here, because they are giving some serious love to you, madam. Um, I'm going to start with my boy, um, Goofy Bone, who's in the chat room. He said he has loved you since your punky days. So, Goofy, she knows now that you you, love her since those days. I appreciate you, Goofy. Go buy my (laughs) book, Goofy, and learn about the real me and see if you still love me the same. Now let me go down to this because I got a bunch of people in here, and you know I'm not that great at seeing. So um, I got Goofy Bone. I have who is this? Uh, There's a lot of guests in the room. So I got Lady. What's up, Lady? And I got Making It Happen, giving me some love over there. And I got Miss Computer Lady. And who else is this? I got the. The suave one. Ooh, the suave one. We got some sexy people in the chat room. (laughs) (laughs) And I got somebody just popped in Freedom Now and Gionic. And then uh, for you guests, please, if you want me to shout out your name, you're going to have to put a name on there because, you know, I don't like to say guest 3159. You know, I'm not in the supermarket. So, you know, I want everybody to try to put your name in there or or type it next to a comment or something in the room. So, But, hey, to all my supporters and all my people out there who are always listening to MZ and Indie Radio and our great guests, and you guys go ahead and do a, a group hug for Sherry Johnson because she is the bomb. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you guys everybody for everybody in here. Now, y'all can call in, too, if you want to, and, you know, just ask for some questions. But I see somebody got their hand up. So let me pop in this this person in there, 312 area code. Hold on. Hello, um, caller on 312, what is your name? Hi, this is Maylan. How are you? Hi, how you doing? That's Hi. my girl. <laughs> Hi, Maylan. Hey. Hi. How you doing? How are you? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so I know you know who I am now because I have a very unique name. <laughs> yes, I remember you called in. You called in to the um, branded Vintage Music Radio Show. I'll never yep. forget it. Yep, I sure did. Yep. Yeah, just just supporting you once again, and yeah. Thank you. 
and all your work and things like that. And I, I wonder sometimes, do you ever get any sleep? Do you ever rest? <laughs> Girl, yeah, I slept earlier while I was on hold. Wait, yeah, why you wait? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I do sleep. I sleep. I take time off sometimes. I'll take a month off at a time. But right now, no, there's no sleep to be had. Oh, well, okay. Because I'm just like, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm like, okay, you got to keep your health going, too, though, I mean. <laughs> You know, nothing wrong with, you know, doing what you're doing, but I, I was just kind of curious about that. <laughs> Thank you so much, baby. I get at least four, three to four good hours a night. Oh, I know that's and right. And sometimes I get more, and I believe in naps, so I do take naps. Oh, yes, indeed. So do I. Yeah, I didn't, you didn't appreciate those naps when we were in kindergarten and preschool, but now we appreciate them because we're working adults. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, just give me ten minutes, please. Hey, right. ten minutes can change your life. Exactly. I know it changes mine. It definitely changes mine. So, mm-hmm. it was so sweet. Yeah. I really appreciate your support. No problem. Thank you. I try to be. That's just me. Just my, you know, my makeup, my character. Try to be supportive because you reap what you sow. So, you know, you only get what you, you only get what you put in. So, that's, that's how so it is. true. Yeah. Well, I appreciate oh. you calling in and speaking to our guest today, and thank you so much. And and you, if you have to take a nap, you go on and take your nap, girl. <laughs> oh no, I just woke up, so I'm well rested. I'm a night person. I'm a night owl, so I'll be up for a while. So, so yeah, that that's just me because I worked a night shift, so I'm alert now. Oh. <laughs> well, well, keep listening, and we're gonna go ahead and get on another um, caller that we have coming in from. the the 845 area code. Um, so thank you again for calling. You can continue to listen if you like. I'm just okay. going to uh, mute you out a little bit. And um, we're going to bring in the, the other other caller. Just one moment. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Hello, Hello. Uh, caller from area code 845. What is your name? Nancy. Hi, Ravinda. Hi, Cherry. How are you? Hi, Nancy. How are you? I love you, Terry. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nancy. You I love so you too, welcome. boo. Oh, I loved you in the show. It's an awesome, awesome um, blessing to talk to you. It's so awesome. When I got the, I was on my Facebook and I saw in the thing, I was like, that's what's her name. And I was looking like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then when I saw the time, I said, oh no, I better log in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, I know she was one of the first people her. there in the chat room. Yeah, I'm like Ravinda is so. Oh my gosh, she is like so amazing. Ravinda, she makes you want to keep pushing every time she talks to me about all the stuff she's doing and all the projects that I want to do. She just makes me want to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, not want to give up. She's just so awesome. I'm glad you're on her show. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. I'm I'm thankful that she has me, but she's right. You have the power to make all your dreams come true. You just got to push until you get them. Either you can sit around and think about your dreams, or you can go out there and get your dreams. That's right. I'm getting my dreams. <laughs> get it. Yeah. Well, Nancy, Nancy is a writer, and I want you to go ahead and, and shout out your book, because she is a, she has inspired me to continue writing. And yes. since we're talking about your book, Sherry, Nancy has a wonderful book as well. Absolutely. Through the Eyes of a Woman Scorn. It's in Barnes & Nobles, anywhere you can buy books. I'm actually writing the stage play for this book. I'm almost done, and I've run into a lot of independent writers. I'm a friend of my husband's, and he's ready to launch the book. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm, like, excited because now I want to really pursue the magazine that I was doing 
And, Cherry, when you get an opportunity, I would like to interview you. Um, I'm going to be doing interviews like Essence and um, Jet Magazine does with the dialogue and questions, and you can answer me back, and it's going to be posted online and in the actual book. I just said, you know what, i got to do it. I have to because it's in me, and it's not going to let me go until I do it. Girl, hit me up. We could definitely do that. Congratulations on your book. I know it's a big deal. It took me four years to get a publisher to pay me some attention. So exactly. your stuff is in stores. I, I will go. Feeling. Yes, I will go, and I'm definitely going to support you. I'm proud of you. And, and when I'm going to support casting, you, too. Look, when you start casting for that stage play, you know, your girl need a job. You know what? You know, know that's as, right. As, as <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Nancy, don't forget our right. Get our right screen, please. Okay, that's right. I'm work I'm on that. Sitting here. That's right. You got to tweak it for me, girl. You got to look at what I got and tweak it. And before I put it in and do what we got to do, we got to get it rolling because I'm ready to do this. I'm ready. Girl, sister power. Congratulations. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm talking about. We were just talking 10 minutes ago about more black people need to control their destiny, that's control right. our programming. We have a, a wonderful writer on the phone who's writing her screenplay. Go, girl. I need a job. Do you, know, do you have a website or can I hit you up? I need your number. You can always hit me. I'm a, I'm Twitterholic. You can hit me up at Twitter at uh, Cherry Johnson 75. It's C-H-E-R-I-E Johnson 75. And you can also find me on Facebook the same way. It's Cherry Johnson 75. On Facebook, there are some fake pages that I do not control. I can't get Facebook to get rid of them. So if the 75 uh-huh. is not behind my name, it's not me. Absolutely, and I'm on Facebook, and I advertise everything I'm doing. My magazine actually just put out the, what I'm looking for on here. Um, we can hook up. I answer my mails daily because I'm just I work like that. Even though I have my regular daytime job, daytime job is not what I always want to do. I want to be international. And I want to do things. That's I want right, to travel. girl. And once this play is done, I will be casting, and I hope you can make it up to this area. And I live in Poughkeepsie, New York. This is a New York area code, and I want to be all over doing everything. And I actually, God, I an excuse for me to come back on the East Coast. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. <laughs> a job is an excuse to get home. And I get to eat while I'm there. I'm there. I know that. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I am there. I'm not one of these California salad-eating girls, okay? So I'll be begging to come home just for some food. I know that's right. I'm going to eat some ribs. Mm. Right, and I go to the grocery store. I go to the grocery store, you cook, and I wash the dishes. Wow. (laughs) We'll make it happen. You get here, and we will do this, because a lot of the colleges are really big. A lot of stuff negatively is going on up in this area, and it's time for the positive stuff to come out. A lot of people need to know that there's, you know, women, men, black, white, whoever out here doing stuff that's positive for us to get it. To make this city, where I live at particularly, it's just a lot of crime. You know, it seems like lately nobody else has nothing better to do but shoot and kill. To kill somebody else. About. And it's just so much more to life than that. Live. I mean, come on. we got to live. That comes with the education. Of those people who are out there shooting and killing, I'm sure, not in school. And it's, it's sad. It's so sad. It's like that I starts with like, their parents. You know, mm-hmm. It does. All kind of stuff. It's just, and the parents are trying to keep up with the kids. That's the bad thing. Let's do it. You know, and I'm ready for it to happen. I you want to do it? Well, we, a we both going to come and put our you know. on. We both going to come out there and support you. Um, and you let me know when you're ready to get some, some stuff written down, honey, because, you know, I, I got a director, but you said you had somebody, but, you know, I got your backup. <laughs> Absolutely. In case anything doesn't happen the way it should, I'm, I'm open because I'm open to not just this one, but many more. 
I love it too. You are like, I mean, you know how people always look at the other major people that were in the story, but when I think about everybody who was in there and everybody who's still doing what they're doing, and then when I heard that you were on the show, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen her in like years, you know, like um, Jaleel White, all kind of, I'm ready to like, my magazine, I want to do a, um, an actor's edition you know, those who are out there producing, doing everything, and have a first edition is going to run quarterly, and I'm getting all the information I can to get the magazine rolling because it's going to run next spring. So we got plenty of time to talk, plenty of time to get some nice photos, you know, some shots, and just come up in this area because this area just needs to be waking up. They do. So just let me know. By next spring, there's going to be so much more that I put out. It's going to be ridiculous. I, I signed a seven-book deal, so there's seven books at wow. least due to come out. I have eight films that I've done over the past two years, so there'll be so much more out by spring. We'll have, you know, many more conversations. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Well, I've got you talking in Philadelphia. We have a nice little <laughs> venue over here. All right. Well. Readings, we do uh, book signings. Hey. Jazz, jazz or R&B or some Neo Soul to your little your little soiree, you know. So I got you covered when you want to come over here. Both Absolutely. of you, baby. That's you awesome. Know, and I you know what? Before you yeah. move, we have to hook up. We have to. Oh, yeah. So I'll be back and forth anyway. I'm, I'm like Sherry. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep traveling. I can keep going. And I got to come back and eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it's the opposite. I'll be eating too much in a nana, and I come back here, so I go on a diet. So I know that's right. Well, I don't want to look at other colors. I love you, too, Ravinda. I love you. I love you. Thank you. I feel it all the way over here. We love. You don't get it all right. That's right. We certainly don't. It's a shame. That, um, you know, I, I just feel like black folks around the world should stop hating on each other. We we are all needed to be strength for each other's, you know, uh, goals and, 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 and dreams and everything we want to do. But everybody's always hating all the time instead of supporting. And that's exactly what other folks want us to do because that breaks us down as a people. And I think people should stick together more and start doing things to be trustworthy and also, you know, working with each other. Like, I know people who tell me, don't tell nobody about that job. It's going to mess you up from getting it. I'm like, uh-huh. well, they're going to hire if they want to hire the best person for the job. Uh-huh. I don't have a problem telling everybody about it. I'm like, if you get it, I'm happy for you. If you get it, I'm happy for you. If I get it, I'm happy. Either way, if whoever is supposed to go to is going to get it because it's not in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, as, and he gives everybody what they need. These, this whole conversation right now, I have to say it again, is about my book, Around the World Twice. It's about one woman getting an opportunity and giving her friend the same opportunity back, which is so much of the true story between Kathy and I. Who wrote it? I know. Instead I of two women being crabs in a barrel, you got to work together and bang it out. And you know what? I've been finding that to happen for me a lot lately. I've been meeting some really great people since I started this radio show. And I only started to put my daughter's rap music on the radio because oh. my daughter is really good. And, and because she's so new and she doesn't have, like, a budget, you know, it's hard for her to get out there and get her music heard. 
So I've been, I just said, well, let me just put on my own radio station. I don't wait for people to give me that opportunity. I jump in it. I jump in the fire. You know, and that, and I just keep it going. I keep throwing that, I keep throwing that lighter fluid on myself and keep burning so I can keep it going because it's important. You, you can't just say, okay, I want to do this and then stop. All right, I don't like it. I'll just go back to my nine to five. I'm not into that. I, I quit a nine to five so I can jump into what I do now. And that's why I like about you and a lot of other people who don't, I mean, like, family matters is over. But did you stop there? Did you stop trying no, to do what you love to do? You I kept on going, and you right, and you brought out all your talents. So you're not just acting; you're producing and you're writing. So you brought all the stuff that God put in you out to do for yourself, and, and you're happy with that. So I think a lot of people should do that. I had to. Nobody else was going to do it for me. And when I realized that they wanted to put me in a little box and keep me there, and I was only supposed to be Punky's friend, and Laura's friend, I was like, you know what, I'm going on auditions, and they're saying, oh, little Cherry can't be a crackhead, or oh, no, you can't do this job because you can't have sex. The only way I was going to get it was if I wrote it and produced it myself and was like, I'm grown now, I'm 34, it's okay if I have sex. And if I want to do crack, <laughs> my prerogative, you know? That's right. If I want to be a crackhead, I'm going to be a crackhead. I'm allowed to be a crackhead. <laughs> It's my mistake. Let me handle my own mistake. I, I figure out that it's not really great to be a crackhead, but let me right. figure it out by myself. You know? Right. Everybody else get to do it, I get to do it too. Bobby and Whitney, I. I know. They came back. <laughs> right. Robert Downey came really back, okay? So, I mean, so Lindsay, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take a minute. But, you know, people will come back. Yeah, people will back, they will realize when they, when they realize their mistakes, they will realize what to do next. They grow out of their mistakes. If they have bad habits, that they continue to do it. Like, look at a lot of these rock stars that spent most of their careers drugged up. A lot of them are now like health nuts because oh, they yeah. grew out of that mess. They realize that it's, it's not, you know, something that is going to keep you on this earth long. They watch all their friends dying of overdoses. They're, they're out there taking care of themselves, you know. And if it, if it wasn't too late, God would have made it happen. I mean, God gave them another chance to do right, and they did right, and they appreciate it, and now they're healthy. They get to live long. It's, it's Life is full about of Get to live a little bit longer. If he stops falling off the stage, he will be fine. Life is about lessons, stage. you know. Some people right. learn them. Some people never learn them. That's right. Now, I speaking of lessons, I have a, a member of the chat room, the suave one, who wants to um, get your advice on something, uh, what would you advise somebody who's looking to start a late-night talk show? The first thing I would say is, you know, come up with a business plan. It's not all about – people have the whole misconception is about getting a camera and just shooting something. So write your treatment. Before you show your treatment to anybody, go to the WDGA.org, the WGA, I'm sorry, .org, which is the Writers Guild of America, Dot org and register it. That way you're protected and it's copywritten. And come up with a business plan. And then you have to find out who's over acquisitions at those networks, whatever network you want to take it to, and pitch your idea. And just because one person says they're not interested doesn't mean the next person won't be interested. That's right. Knock on the door. I, one of them will open. 
Well, I knock on a lot of doors. I actually wrote an episode to the Bernie Mac show, um, oh, years ago before he even got sick. Well, he was sick, but he wasn't really, really sick. And because they were canceling the show, they didn't accept it. So I got additional opportunities to write this. Now I got to start all over again and writing something else because they, it's one minute they'll be asking for a movie, another minute they'll be asking for a TV show or something like, you know, an idea for a TV show or a reality show. So now I'll just keep on pushing it and just fill it out things. But then at a point where I was getting tired of nobody taking anything, you know, and I know that the storyline was great and the writing was what they asked for, like the format and everything, I'm like, I know there's like a million or two or three million other people doing the same thing that I'm trying to do. So I want to cut down some of the um, the, the chances uh, and just do something different. Now, Internet technology is wonderful. Now people can produce their own TV shows on the Internet. Oh, if they yeah. figure out how to do it, they can do it. And I'm actually going to launch my Internet it's called Indie Stream TV, and it's a network. It's not like just a show. It's a network of shows. So I'm inviting anybody who produces their own little TV show that they want to put on the Internet, which is like the next big wave for, you know, programming. All the regular TV shows are coming to the Internet. Um, you can always contact me at mznindyradio at gmail.com. Because I've been talking to um, directors and filmmakers, and I mean Giancarlo Esposito, he was in um, School Days and um, a lot of other films. He's also an independent director. I had talked to him, and he's excited about doing something like that, you know, like having his movie put on my on my network. So I'm giving it to all independent um, filmmakers and writers and producers to have an opportunity to reach a large audience through the Internet and making your own cable network, but it's okay. not cable, the Internet. That's, that's so instead of waiting for somebody to tell me that, yes, and instead of going to ABC and CBS and having to deal with the, the suits and the red tape and all that crap and the stuff they cause, you know, with people of different characters or, or hosts or whatever, I'm not going through all that. I'm going to create my own uncorporation and have a network where people are controlling their own destiny, and I'm going to work with helping you get the traffic and the marketing and in a um attention that you deserve by having it on my network. That way you're not on YouTube where ten million other people are doing something and they're not really promoting you. They're just promoting YouTube. They're not promoting your particular thing unless it gets a lot of hits. Right. And they're basically jamming everything together so it's like there's no theme. You know, there's there's it's just a bunch of videos. So, you know, unless you're paying the extra money to get other stuff on there, like movies and stuff, you know, it's still not giving you what you need. So you need to go somewhere where we can work together as a team, where you're part of my team and you don't have to, you know, go through a, a 10 million emails to get to me. We're going to work on this together. So anybody out there, if you're going to produce your own work, and please, not any porn. We're not doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> but there goes your late-night talk show, Suave One. Although I'm not saying that I'm not going to do it on, um, you know, that network. I can create an adult <laughs> network. So that's not a problem because I know some porn um, producers and directors. Oh, um, however, I'm just keeping it clean on this channel because it's a family thing. It's a community-based 
internet TV program, so you're going to see everyday people work, everyday people programming. You're not going to be just seeing all celebrities. You're going to see people. We're all stars. We're all stars in our own right. We all have great stories to tell and, and great things that we're doing. So I want to put it out there for anybody who wants to tell their story, contact me. And and it goes for you celebrities too, Miss Johnson. You can bring hey. it on too. I will not be shocked. I will be like, come on, we got to meet somewhere for lunch and let's get this, this talk on, honey, because, uh, I mean, it's going to be a huge thing because I'm getting in it at the ground level when everybody's starting to pay attention to the Internet. And it's important for people to, to grasp technology because that's where you make your money. And don't listen to people say, oh, you can't make no money on the Internet. It's all a scam. It, it's not oh, a no. scam. You have to do your research. Yeah, technology is not a scam. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? behind the times. They don't know what's going on nowadays. Right. So I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for some more questions in here before um, I ask you another question of my own. Let me see what anybody's saying in here. All right, all you folks that now, I told y'all the number, 347-237-5050. We want to talk to Sherry. Call. And the suave one, don't call about no porn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, suave one. That was a rumor. I don't really do porn, Okay. <laughs> but I do have a good sex scene in the jacuzzi on our do I did. So you want to see me half naked, you know what I'm saying? Check that out. <laughs> I also have a good sex scene in the film Dead Tone, which is out on DVD. Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I got one. I have a movie that came out August 10th, and it's called Killer Weekend. I have a killer sex scene in that one, too. Well, she getting her sex on You done here. bought out the booty. You done bought out the booty. On <laughs> <laughs> radio. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be running to the store now because they want to see what kind of sex scene she's talking about. It ain't no little flash scene like Holly Berry's boobies on four fish, is it? It's just I don't a week. I don't know. So that's what people want to be asking, honey. You gotta buy it and watch it. That's I do. I did that. I wrote, produced, and starred in. There's sex in there. There's a movie called Dead Tone that I co-executive produced. There's ooh, there's some good sex in there. But Dead um, Killer Weekend? Oh, yeah. That's a movie with was, Eric Roberts and I, and that's also out on DVD. Oh, I love Eric Roberts. How was it working with him? I love him. I talked I, to him on um, Blog Talk before. I have the biggest crush on Eric Roberts, and his wife knows Ooh. it. I adore that man. Yes, I love his hair. <laughs> He's wonderful, and he, he has the greatest personality ever. He does. Like, He's so natural. We we sat down and we had like you know one time the camera had stopped the great red cam that everybody wants to shoot on, it broke down uh-huh. for about an hour and we just talked for the whole hour and he's funny oh, and witty wow. and sweet and charming he's a great great man. I love him because he answers my tweets and and I remember when I talked to him in the chat room um, and then I called in spoke to him when he was on somebody else's blog talk show and, and he was so thorough with the answer to the question I don't I can't remember what I asked him but the fact that that he was so nice and like I love it when somebody says my name and they don't make a mistake 
and when it's right. you know like in public like that, and and it just makes me feel so special because they took the time to say it right. And and when he just answered me, and we were talking like you know like we were in a living room or something talking, and he was just so great. And I love him, I really do. Like I have to say, I like him more than his sister. Oh, me too. <laughs> I do too. I like. I think I would get into an argument with Julia. I'm like Miss Jules. Yeah, calm down, okay. Remember where you came from, girl. Remember where you came from. <laughs> I love you and pretty woman. Cause just laugh for me so I can stop feeling this way, you know? Because I love her laugh. Her laugh is just so cute. But him, I watch, I don't care how many B movies he's down to doing, because that's what they call it now. I don't care. I watch every last love one him. of them because I love him as an actor. I would like to see him do something regular. Well, like he, on, he, like he did Batman. You know what I'm that's saying? Not he goes, that's a, oh, that's not right. No, I mean like a series. I mean like a series. Right? I, I think he's doing a soap time. opera now. I don't know which one it is, but I don't know if it's true, but I heard girl, that Eric Roberts was joining a soap opera. Girl, he's about to go into a reality show. See? Okay, I don't well, watch that. kind of regular. Everything <laughs> I'm watching it, Miss. That's, that's too much. That's TMI. Because I'm not trying to get in your life like that. Like, why? I mean, I can't stand to see somebody suffer. And and to know that you're suffering like that, and then you're putting it on TV, and nobody's doing nothing but laughing at it, or they're either be sympathetic or they laugh at it. And, and it's for money. I don't, just can't watch that kind of stuff. So, you know, reality to me is like surreal life when you're just in the house with somebody, like real world, and, and you're just acting crazy or something, or you're just being yourself. And I get to see you, you know, having an attitude or snap out or get sexy or half naked or pee, <laughs> pee while you're drunk, like many me. If you're going to pee, pee in the corner while you're drunk, I would be so down with you because you're being like a real person now. You know what That's I'm saying? Funny. You know, like, they called me to do surreal life, and I wouldn't do it. Girl, you should have been on for real life. No, I was. Like, been... I have other things, and I just don't. I, it wasn't the right career path for me. Mhm. Like I just couldn't. First of all, I've never had a roommate, so I can't imagine living in the house with that many crazy people. <laughs> that would be funny, though. And then like, I'm an actress. Know, I thought you did not just pick up my lipstick and use my makeup. Right. You that's nasty. <laughs> and I'm an actress. I like to act like other characters. I didn't get in this business for people to know who I am necessarily. Right. Part. Yeah, it's weird. I know it's not. It's, that's the whole thing about acting. You're supposed to be somebody else. It's when you get a chance to be another character. You get to show right. how talented you are to get out there and be somebody else. It's probably fun to live somebody else's life through it's, acting. It's very fun, but, I mean, it would be weird for me to try to go on TV then and be myself. I think the world would be blown away because the girl that you guys know on TV and the girl who is really like, the person oh my, is completely too like, different. oh, my damn, I didn't know she was like that. <laughs> she cussed? Oh, my God, I can't believe she cussed. She eat all the time? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to be scrutinized for who I am as a person. She came out and, and was half naked somewhere on that SHM magazine or one of those magazines. They almost lost their mind, you know. Well, oh, like, me? I I got half naked. Is that what you're talking about? Black Men's Magazine. So I'm talking about um, I'm talking about little Rudy. Oh, I'm about little yeah. Rudy. See, when and she that's got so on, not fair. She's not little Rudy. Like, looked at her when she was a little itty bitty little cutie booty, and then next thing you know, she was a grown woman. And I didn't have a problem with it. I'm I'm all for you being yourself. You know, I mean, I have a, a daughter who's grown. And, you know, watching her grow was something there. 
but everybody grows. So I'm, you can't stay a little girl forever. And no. she's a woman. And she's gorgeous, and she's going to shove it off. Go ahead, girl. Show your thing off. You too, yes. Sherry. She's 30. <laughs> I, I've shown it off a couple of times. My book cover is me naked with a flag around my waist. I saw so. that picture. I saw that picture. <laughs> I said, look at this girl. Look at her. Go ahead and be a woman. That was homage and a tribute to our black soldiers who are still at war. I think the, the world forgets that we're still at war because we're too busy worried about what Lindsay Lohan is doing. I know. And I know they appreciate that picture, honey. <laughs> I love them. I made them into posters, and I sent them over to Iraq and Iran. That's yeah. So well, well, a lot I love of black you women so don't do much. stuff for the soldiers. Thank you. I, I, didn't say, I, know, I haven't seen nobody do nothing, and I, I know what you mean. But, yes. I want you to keep on doing it. Let, we got like a minute left, and I just want to say to you that I love you dearly. I will look forward to working with you on any kind of projects we can put together as black sisters. And I want to uh, thank my audience for coming in and showing their love and support for both myself and for Ms. Sherry Johnson. And I once again apologize for the little problem that I had, and I hope that it never happens again. So when you... When you want to, anytime you come back on and we could just go ahead and just talk, 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 child, because I love this conversation with you. I'm going to send you the download link so you can put it on your um, on your website if you want. You can keep it for your reference, however way you want to do it. But you can um, you can get that, and I'm going to send that to you. You can put it on your website so you can get some more people to listen to it who couldn't make it tonight. Thank you. I'd love. But to thank you. thank you so much, honey. And I'm going to send you an email. Thank you, email after the show. And I see, who is this? Oh, everybody is trying to send me messages now. Um, good night, everybody. The show is now over. And I appreciate you being in here in our audience and, and giving me some more brownie points for BTR. And my lovely guests here, you all give a big hug, a virtual hug for Sherry Johnson and wish her the best. Thank you, guys. Please look out for Around the World Twice, everywhere books are sold. And I'm going to um, put that link in the, um, in the chat room for everybody to go drop their little cells over there and start purchasing some stuff because, you know, that's how we support each other. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, darling, you have a great night. I hope I keep you from nothing. And I'm going to just go ahead and play some music out while I post something in the chat room, and I'm going to say good night to you, darling. Good night, babe. Thank you. <laughs> 